So what are Indiana's chances at landing Derek Queen? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Wednesday, November 9th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. This episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between IU and Ohio State right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. We haven't had a recruiting update in a while, so we brought on Jason Jordan for a conversation uh, that I'll throw to here in just a moment, uh, but... Uh, Touches on a, a number of topics from Derek Queen to um, some recruits I is going to have on campus uh, this upcoming weekend. We'll talk about uh, all that for the first two segments, and then I'll be back in the final segment to wrap up uh, or to recap IU women's basketball coming away with nearly a 40-point win in the regular season opener. So let's throw it over to uh, Jason right now. And as advertised, we are now joined by Director of Basketball Recruiting over at Sports Illustrated, Jason Jordan. Jason, long time no talk. Uh, college basketball season is here. Uh, how excited are you for, for us to finally get this all underway? Oh, very excited. Very excited. Trying to get to watch some games. If we can get through this NCAA early signing period, we, we can get to watch some games, get out to some games too. It's going to be a lot of fun. IU kicked off their uh, their season on Monday officially, but we're here obviously to talk about recruiting. It's been a while since we checked in with you. Still a couple of uh, familiar names to kind of lead some things off yeah. here. Derek Queen, someone that we've talked about, I believe, a couple times now. Uh, since we last spoke, um, he had a visit to Maryland. Uh, I, I guess, have you, do you have any kind of insight on how that went and how uh, things yeah. have been going for him in terms of the, his recruitment last couple of weeks or a month or so? Yeah, I've been told that the Maryland visit went great, as, as a lot of people know. I mean, Maryland's yeah. a major player there. So um, I was told that that went amazingly well. Um, that's to be expected. I mean, he's right there. I think he's from there. And, you know, a, a lot of people feel like they have a, an inside track. But I do know that he's going to go through the process. Um, and um, I wouldn't expect anything tomorrow. You know, um, same thing. Not much has changed. He's just going on more visits. And, you know, a lot of people were looking at that one because it's Maryland. Yeah. People know that, you know, he likes them. I'm not saying that's his favorite. But, um, you know, there's a mutual mutual admiration there, adoration for sure. So, um, yeah, not much has changed with um, with that. And a lot of those 24 guys um, are, are taking their time and are committing to going through the process. Is this uh, – I mean, I know there's a, a lot of people. I guess is Maryland kind of seen the leader in the clubhouse? I, I've seen some suggestion that it's probably Maryland and IU, at least two of the favorites. So, yeah. Have you gotten any sense on that? Yeah, I've heard some traction about IU, but I would say even, you know, even at this very second, you know, this is not me speaking for him, but just back channel conversations, you know, we like to have those. Um, back channel conversations, I would say uh, Maryland's in a really good position um, yeah. at this point, but things change hour to hour. I've literally seen this happen this week. 
and it's only Monday. So that's happened today. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I've seen things just change, you know, all the time. And so um, I definitely know that uh, Indiana very formidable. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it, how it all pans out. The very least, another one that will go down to the wire. Yeah, um, exactly. He he is someone again that has the potential to be to reclassify in 2023 has there been anything else there about whether he's considering that still or not i think um to your point i mean yeah, and that's the question i have to ask all the top tier guys and the underclassmen um but yeah i think they're they're, they're just um the way they answer that is to say yes we can you know but right now you know, focused on this class. This is kind of a go-to answer. Um, but I've heard that that's a real possibility. I've heard that's a real possibility for him and a couple other 24 guys. So um, that type of stuff usually leaks out after the, the start of the new year um, and toward the end of season. You know, we got Geico Nationals, which my bird pretty much has a, uh, always has a ticket to. I don't know why. I guess they're pretty good. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, Geico Nationals is like uh, early April, so I'm thinking that's when we'll hear about stuff like that. And you you alluded to this earlier, but this isn't something in terms of a timeline for his announcement that is imminent in any way, is it? No, I, I haven't heard that. And I've talked I've talked to guys about him in the last three or four days, so I, I haven't heard that. Um, and I know things change week, you know, hour to hour, but I don't. I think that would have kind of came across my radar. Yeah. I wouldn't think that's that's not going to happen, like not in the next couple of weeks, not for sure. You mentioned Montverde uh, or Montverde. IU has recruited them heavily the last uh, two seasons. And since we last uh, talked, Asa Newell has um, – he visited IU. Where does uh, kind of his recruitment stand right now as one of the top guys in that class? Um, you know, once again, taking his time, I know, uh, you guys made quite the impression. I think he, you know, Jalen and Malik being there, that definitely didn't hurt, but you know, Georgia's in there in Arkansas, I think Florida state, LSU, a couple other, uh, a couple other schools are in the mix there. So I think he's, now he may not even be done with all his offers. Yeah. Um, you know, I know he's wanting to get, he's one of those that are, and it, it, it represents a lot of guys that want to get all of the offers so then they can cut the list and so i think he's in that mode you know 24 guys they still think they you know can hold out hope for all of the not to say that they're wait he's waiting on an offer but you know most of them will tell you you know they want to be able to pick from a list full of everybody that they want on their list you know and then and we talked about this before it's the marketing part of it too they want to pull in fan bases it's nil time it's okay to market yourself now so um that's another one. Definitely no time, no time soon. Definitely no time soon. Yeah. Liam McNeely among that group as well. And you kind of mentioned um, Jalen and Malik and in, in having them here. How much has that helped to have guys oh. even that recently that were at, in this example, Montverde to, to kind of be there on campus for these guys as well? Oh, it's, 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 it's huge. It's a huge advantage um, to have a familiar face. I mean, because as much as these kids are stars, you know, they get to campus and, you know, I'll give you the, like, they get there and it's kind of like, you know, cause they don't know anybody there and people don't, you, you'd have to be like really, really like 
Bronny James ish or um, <laughs> yeah. you know Mikey Williams to, for people to be oh my God there he is I mean respectfully I don't know that people are doing that to Asa you know what I'm saying like I but you know at a game they'll figure out who he is and then they'll be like, oh that's him you know then they'll yeah. start chanting his name you know but uh, recognizable faces so they're they're kind of like a deer in headlights when they get on campus. So then when they see, you know, they can look over there and see a teammate. Oh, what's up, man? What's going yeah. on? You know, to be able to have that moment. I mean, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. I mean, you see, like, uh, who was it? Uh, Duke pretty much gets every player at Paul to six. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a high-level recruit going to Paul to six, you don't even recruit them. You know, <laughs> talk about a pipeline. But, yeah, my bird, man, I mean, I mean that's, you know, that's the pipeline you want. So for you guys to have um, prospects who are, you know, looking primed to do really well in year one there that's going to be that'll be huge a, a huge selling point for you guys yeah and as you mentioned as you're record or as we're recording this i use putting the finishing t- touches on there end to open the season and both jalen and malik have looked incredible in that game and, and in the exhibition game so far so uh everything in that regard turning upward nice to hear there uh, a couple of new names i want to talk to you about that uh iu has kind of gotten um, involved with, and they'll be on campus here in the uh, end of the week. So uh, we'll talk about them here in just a moment. Before we talk about any of those new recruits, though, uh, if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Hoosiers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row, uh, with the top-rated Simply Safe app saying complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust your settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off our new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/lockedon. College. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Big thanks to all you guys who make Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Long Island Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Let's throw it back to our conversation now with Jason. want to start off, there's one name we have talked about, or I have talked about previously, and one we have not. Let's talk about the new one. Uh, I believe it's Santo Cyril. Um, yes. And he is someone that, uh, in that 2024 class, a tw- or a uh, four-star, uh, look by most accounts, center, uh, yeah. Over at Overtime Elite, um, yeah. just what's the uh, kind of review on his game? Oh man, I love, I love him, love big man, six ten two. They say two thirty, but I'm gonna say two forty five. You know, <laughs> might play big like two eighty. You know, he he's a bully, like, and he plays mean too. You know, so he's that size. He he plays mean. So he has the um, he has the mentality of a big boy. So he'll mm-hmm. big boy you and, you know, get you out of the way really, really easily. And so um, I, I say he's like Bebo down there, man. He's just like moving guys out of the way, 
plays very physical, very strong. But, you know, he's not just all physicality. Like, he has a, a really, really strong skill set. can finish with both hands. Um, great timing as a rim protector. Great hands. He catches a lot of, um, you know, fastball pitch passes. Um, so just oven mitts of hand, oven mitts like hands. And just, you know, he's he's a space eater. And, you know, he definitely covers his his lane. Well, he's not out there trying to uh, be the next Kevin Durant because he's not the next Kevin Durant, you know. And so I always put a premium on And this is sad that I have to, but I, I put a premium on guys who are definitely okay being themselves because yeah. – <laughs> And that's that's a little rare, especially when you're six ten. You're like, okay, that means time to be a point guard. No, wait, wait, <laughs> that's not what that means. That means be yourself. <laughs> and he's definitely a guy who fits the mold of I'm going to be myself, and you know that's got to be enough. Yeah, I I will be plenty happy with a six ten, two hundred and forty five pound big man just uh, bullying people around in there. It looks like a. Seven six wingspan, uh, yeah. ranked top twenty five or so in that twenty twenty four class. Yeah. Um, he'll be on campus as I said this weekend. Visit November twelfth. Um, I, I know this is probably a similar answer to what we've had. I, I believe he's uh, already visited Cincinnati, but um, still, what's his kind of recruitment look like right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, slow rolling. Too. I think he has. I can't remember what visit. He had set. He had set up. I think they're getting dates for specific visits, but he's a guy. He's certainly, he's certainly going to slow, especially at overtime elite. I mean, yeah, that those guys tend to slow roll it there, and so you know that now that he's there, he'll slow roll it even more, just because they're a they're a multi social media juggernaut. So he's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, what I'm saying like when whenever that's always a telltale you know, sign of a kid who's not in any rush when he goes to overtime. Really. And I mean that respectfully. Yeah, I believe he's on a, a kind of the scholarship NIL deal type of yeah. Yeah. thing that they have going on there at Overtime Elite. Um, yeah. Another program that IU has at least recruited a fair amount, Nas Cunningham, uh, Cyril, uh, Bryson Tucker, I believe, is the one in the 2025 class. Um and so, or Bryson Tucker's at IMG. There's some, I, I can't remember exactly who, but there, I believe there's somebody in the 2025 class that uh, they've recruited as well. But regardless, um, uh, a, a program that IU is kind of making, try some inroads in with uh, a number of these guys. The, the name we talked about in the past, uh, at least I did, was Dylan Harper. Uh, yeah. Another guy that will be in this weekend. Um, he is the brother of Ron Harper Jr. At, that played at Rutgers and tormented IU, uh, and then obviously the son of Ron Harper, uh, a, a combo guard. What is uh, what's his game like um, yeah. as a member of that 2024 class? Yeah, I would definitely say a combo guard. Um, but you know, I think he'll probably settle in. Yeah, it's, it's tough to say because he's such a great playmaker, interchangeable guard, definitely a combo guard. But he thrives. I mean, I think he's at his best when he's in attack mode as a playmaker, uh, calling his own number and his uh, teammates' number. So um, he's just coming off the Duke visit. I heard that went really well. I know you guys are going to definitely roll out the red carpet for him, no pun intended. So, um, yeah, I definitely um, – he's he's going to slow roll it for sure. Um, you know, he's got big offers, but I, um, I've i been told that he was going to slow roll it. So 
And that makes sense. I mean, his dad's a, a former NBA guy. You know, that tends to happen. Yeah. That tends to happen. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you guys have a, a big opportunity because he's definitely in, in the conversation for And that's a, you know, a loaded class uh, with guys at that position. So, but he's in the conversation for top dog at that combo guard spot. Someone, like I said, um, brother to Ron Harper Jr., they're de- different players. Are there any kind of similarities to their games at all that, that IU fans can kind of relate to? Yeah, I mean, you know, well, but, you know, both playmakers and scored in a variety of different ways. Um, Dylan's a southpaw. So um, that tends to be a tougher guard, if you know about basketball. It's tougher to guard a left-handed guard. Um, Nick Van Axel, just took it back to show you how old I was. Um, but yeah, there are some similes there just in, in regards to being a playmaker, but certainly in the, in the IQ department and mentality department there, definitely that's where the similarities are probably the most, you know, aligned. The, just kind of, a, I mean, I, I was thinking about this with the overtime elite stuff to kind of go back to that a little bit, but IU has kind of been recruiting the overtime elites, the, the Montverdes, it seems like a lot more. They're getting guys like Dylan Harper, like Asa Newell, all these kind of high, high ranking guys in on campus, which isn't something they've really done. I, I don't know if there's like a, a direct answer to this, but is there anything you've kind of noticed that, that IU is doing recruiting wise differently under Mike Woodson than they did in previous years under Archie or anything like that? Not necessarily. I mean, they're definitely going for the big fish um, pretty consistently, but they're, you know, they're getting them too, you know? So, yeah. I mean, if it ain't, you know, you, you tend to go for things that you, uh, that you're, you know, that you've had some success with. So I think they just, they've just had success with it. And so they feel like they have a formula for it and, you know, they're selling, they're selling a product that people want to buy. So it makes yeah. sense. It makes, I wouldn't say anything drastically differently though. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly helps just having success on the floor and knock on wood. IU is is hopefully going to have some of that this season. Uh, we always appreciate you coming on. Let the people know where they can uh, find you and find your work at. Yeah, si.com college basketball. Now that we're in season, we're there all the time. You know, Twitter handles there, Jason C. Journal, Instagram. So definitely come check me out. Absolutely. Looking forward awesome. to it. Yeah, awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, and we hopefully will have you back on with some some good IU recruiting news here down the line at some point as well. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, man. Before we talk some more IU women's basketball, can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, not literally, but we're paused. All right, great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built's new reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper. Uh, white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. All those flavors are available over at Built. You guys know how much we love Built here at Locked On Hoosiers. In the magical, wonderful time afterwards, you're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. Uh, an unanswerable question. After you try each one of these, they're all unbelievable and they're all different. So you can order a mixed box, try all five flavors by yourself, whatever it is. Um, these guys have you covered. 
So get on over to built.com, get 15% off your order right now by using locked on 15. Built, you gotta try this. IU women's basketball, as we said at the open, uh, kicked off their season on Tuesday with a thoroughly dominant uh, performance. It was similar to the men's game, briefly close early on as uh, these things often tend to be early in the season, but IU really blew this one wide open in the second half. They outscored Vermont 44-22 to in the third and fourth quarters uh, to make this one get ugly really quick, uh, nearly a 40-point win with that 86-49 margin. The biggest takeaway from this game, Yarden Garzon, the freshman from Israel. We've talked about her a handful of times uh, throughout the summer. She's someone that played internationally, and we mentioned her then. She had a hell of a debut, 19 points, 7 of 12 shooting from the field, 5 of 8 shooting from the three-point line. Again, was a part of that starting lineup. It was Scalia, Berger, Chloe Moore McNeil, Garzon, and Mackenzie Holmes. Um, and it was Garzon that led the way, uh, chipped in four rebounds, had a couple of assists, a couple blocks, a steal, was plus 24 in 27 minutes. Um, what a what a find she looks to be. It's only game one, uh, but she looked – she didn't look like a freshman. And that was an interesting quote Grace Berger had – after the game, quote, the first day she stepped on campus in August, we quickly realized how good she is. Uh, she's not a typical freshman. She's a pro out there, which I don't, I mean, it's a little cliche, but also she literally was playing basketball in Israel and playing competitively internationally. Like there's a certain level there that um, you're playing at that you're used to these really competitive games. She's She's probably played against professionals at times throughout her career. Uh, A a fascinating story about how they found her. Terry Morin revealed after the game, uh, she was found basically via an AAU coach up in Fort Wayne that kind of worked out with her. Uh, That coach gets in contact with IU's coaching staff saying, hey, I think there's uh, someone that could be really good in the future. IU gets in touch and they've been after her for quite a while. Uh, Garzon and they stayed in touch for a while and get her in on campus and I don't want to overreact to one game but um, that was a really impressive debut for her and looks to be someone that the Hoosiers can can rely upon this season Grace Holmes um, or excuse me I combined them Grace Berger and Mackenzie Holmes uh, combined for 30 points, 16 for uh, for Holmes, 14 for Berger. Grace uh, fooled around and nearly got a, a triple-double with eight rebounds and eight assists. That won't be the last time she, she flirts with a triple-double this season. She might finally get one. Um, maybe the biggest positive takeaway from this game outside of Garzon is I use three-point shooting. They were 12 of 25 on Tuesday. For reference, they did not have a game with 12 made three-pointers last season. I went back and checked each individual game. They only had about two or three games where they even made double-digit three-pointers, and it was always 10. So game one, you come in and you make 12 three-pointers. We've talked a lot about how this IU offense was going to look different, and it was going to be more spaced out. This is your, your... 
your example right here in game one. Garzon, five of eight. Sarah Scalia, three of six. Chloe Moore McNeil hit a three. Grace Berger hit a three. Caitlin Peterson hit a three. Sydney Parrish off the bench hit a three. Um, there are a lot of people that can shoot the ball for Indiana this season, which that alone is different from last year. And the accuracy with which they're going to connect on them. They're not going to shoot, obviously, 48% every game, but this won't be the last time they hit double digits and made threes, I don't think, this season. Uh, the defense was stout. Vermont finished with .681 points per possession, Thought shot 35% from the field. Um, they briefly, Emma Utterback, who we mentioned in uh, – Yesterday's episode in the preview, an Indiana native, she had 19 points on 7 of 17 shooting. The rest of the team was 11 of 34. Uh, so they they struggled, to say the least, Vermont did. Um, I use bench. Again, another thing we talked about, they went 10 deep in the first half. Uh, a couple of those, Lexus Bargasser played a, a minute, as did Lily Meister, but those two got in in the second half and played quite a bit more, um, albeit some of that was garbage time. But even going eight deep, if you take out those two, is something I you could not do regularly last season. Um, so the Hoosiers showcasing a lot of the, the new things that we thought would make them strong this year. Obviously, it's one game, obviously uh, only against Vermont, but... As we said, they only have one more game before they go to Tennessee uh, to play the Volunteers. So these games matter a little bit more because I, one of IU's biggest games of the season is uh, just around the corner. So they'll get one more warm-up on Friday before that game. We'll get you the preview for that later this week. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back with you tomorrow. Uh, for a little bit of a special episode, we're going to preview the men's basketball game, obviously. And then we're going to have Andy Patton on from the new Locked On College Basketball podcast to just talk about IU and kind of where they fit into the national conversation, things like that. Should be a fun one. Uh, now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps and the take of the day available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get podcasts follow us on twitter if you have not already subscribe to the podcast whether on itunes uh, overcast whatever you guys use to listen spotify obviously stitcher whatever it is subscribe to us there leave, leave a quick rating and review that helps us out a ton most importantly though guys everybody have a great wednesday and as always leo